Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's make some trades next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard to talk trades ahead of week 10. And Dave, I want to ask you about one player who, I mean, if, if you're anything like me in your emails and, and Twitter mentions, you've probably gotten more questions about him than any other over the past week or so. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, the Colts seem uh, like a little bit of a disaster going with a an interim head coach whose entire coaching career section on his Wikipedia page lists one high school coaching gig where he went 20 and 16 over three seasons in Georgia and then getting hired as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Their new play caller is 30 and I'm not going to hold that against him, but he doesn't have a lot of experience is what I'm trying to say. We don't really know what to expect from the Colts, but my expectation is bad. And so Jonathan Taylor is obviously one of the toughest players to figure out if you're you know, obviously, if you drafted him, he was the one-one in nearly every league. You probably b- dropped a bunch of money on him in your uh, free agent or your your auction budgets if you drafted him. What do you do with Jonathan Taylor right now? Are you trying to move him, or uh, you know, is this a situation where you're trying to buy? What are you doing? I would not try and buy him, and <laughs> I would not try and trade him because if I tried to buy him, the person that got him, probably the person that took him at number one overall, or spent 30% of their salary cap budget on them, they, they're going to overvalue them. And if you've got them, you're still going to overvalue them when you try and trade them. You have to lower expectations. The first thing you've got to do is figure out, what do I do if I don't have them the, this week? And you should be able to have an answer for that because you were without him in week number nine. The second question you got to ask yourself is, what do I do if I don't have them the rest of the season? Because if the Colts are, we're not supposed to use the T word, Chris, but if they are tanking, yeah, it feels, feels a little like a phantom tank. It, it doesn't feel like a phantom tank at all. It feels like a tank tank because they're <laughs> hiring an inexperienced coach and 30-year-old play call. You laid it out. You said it was a little bit of a disaster. It looks like the Titanic to me, another <laughs> T word. I, I'm thinking that they put Taylor on ice and they save him up for next year. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not involving him in trades unless someone comes to me and says, all right, I'm going to I'm going to trade for him as if he is a low-end number 1 fantasy running back the rest of the season. Then they're overpaying because you shouldn't think of him that way. You should think of him as at best a middle of the pack number 2 fantasy running back the rest of the season. It is not right. It doesn't feel good, but you, those are the types of things that you have to think about over the next week or so when you're considering what the future is for your team with Jonathan Taylor. There's just not a whole lot you can do with him. All right, let's get some uh, buy low uh, candidates for your. Those are the fantasy players. cops coming for me. Yeah, yeah, that, they heard you say that Jonathan Taylor's not a, an RB one anymore, and they're coming. Right, for me. they're coming to take me away. Let's get a, let's get some buy low candidates for week ten. My favorite one, Amon Ross St. Brown of Detroit, and I might have mentioned him last week. I'm doubling down on him again yeah. this week 
for a lot of the same reasons. There's no TJ Hawkinson. He's still getting nine targets or more per week. Chris, you can go back to last year. It's 10 straight games for St. Brown where he's played at least 70% of the snaps, where he's had nine or more targets from Jared Goff. This is his guy. His target per route run rate is almost at 33%. That's a third of the throws whenever he's on the field. That's a really high number and a really good number for St. Brown. And his production over the past couple of weeks has stunk. He plays Chicago this week. There are some huge games coming for St. Brown, the perfect type of receiver to trade for as like a number two guy. And then maybe he performs like a low end number one wide receiver in full PPR. I, I think the same thought process can go with Chris Godwin. That Buccaneers offense has been really, really disappointing. But look, th- this is a guy who he's got Tom Brady. I still think Tom Brady's probably good. I still think Chris Godwin is probably good. He's got 46 targets over the past four games. That's almost 12 per game. And he's averaging six and a half catches and 62.3 yards. No touchdowns. I I don't think Chris Godwin is likely to be the top five wide receiver that we thought he had the upside for, but the volume alone is going to make him a must-start fantasy option moving forward. I think this offense is going to be better than it has been so far, so he's someone I'm looking to buy low again as, you know, potentially a a low-end wide receiver one. Let's get a a sell-high candidate from you before we go. Christian Kirk is coming off of his best game since week two, and it's always a Good idea to sell high on a player when they've had a huge game. I think Jacksonville's become a really good running team, Chris. I'm not so sure they're as good of a passing team. On paper, they should be. Trevor Lawrence, you expect him to be a stud, young thrower, but he's made a bunch of mistakes. I don't want to put all my chips in on Christian Kirk as a top 15 type of wide receiver just because he beat up on the Raiders. He's actually been under 15 PPR points in four of his past six games. On FFT today, Heath Cummings kind of brought up the schedule and how it's favorable for him. I'm not so sure that's true. The Chiefs this week, yeah, Jacksonville's probably going to have to throw a lot. Then he's got a bye. Then he's got the Ravens. And the Ravens have been statistically bad against wide receivers, but I think their defense is going to get a lot better. And I'm worried about that matchup for him. Dallas is also on the horizon for him. I would like to turn Christian Kirk into Dallas Goddard or maybe Leonard Fournette or Deontay Foreman. I really think that you're going to regret holding on to him instead of trying to turn him into maybe a a more reliable starter or in the case of the running backs I named just better running backs, number two type running backs. I will also mention Tony Pollard as a sell high candidate coming, coming off a massive game in week nine. Then the buy Ezekiel Elliott or week eight expected to be back this week, week uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And look, the thing with Tony Pollard is even in the game where Ezekiel Elliott was out, he only played about half the snaps, and they talked about – I think he he actually talked about how he was you know, feeling a little worn down. They talked about we need to keep him fresh. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's going to lose his job, and I think even if Ezekiel Elliott's injuries linger, Pollard's upside is going to be capped by the fact that the Cowboys clearly don't see him as a guy that they can throw out there every week. Now, yes, he's got the big play potential. It's a good offense, all of that. But I think if he did become the starter – it's not a clear-cut RB1 for me. I think he's more like a low-end RB1 who's going to have some boom or bust weeks. And with Ezekiel Elliott back, I think Tony Pollard's just going to go back to being a boom or bust RB3. So I think this is a situation where the 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 way he's viewed might be a little greater than what he's actually likely to give your team moving forward. That's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow with some Week 10 start and sit questions. We'll see you then.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.